Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the At The Deep End podcast. Today I'm actually joined by my brother George as we discuss the dreaded topic of GCSEs. This episode has been pre-recorded as when you will be listening to this, I will be settling into Australia and George will be sitting his exams. So he is actually sat right next to me and I don't know how I feel about doing a, a guest interview. Well, it's just like an episode. I mean, it's only my brother, but it's kind of creeping me out. I feel like I'm really cringing. He's looking at me like, what the hell? This episode is the start of a new series, Dreaded Questions, where I will discuss, sometimes with guests, and other times just with you guys, the dreaded topics of life that we all face. I'm so glad that I get to kickstart this series with my brother, as we come from completely different standpoints, from a pre-pandemic teacher's pet and a post-pandemic well, um, you kind of get the gist. So, I guess we'll sort of start off with a bit of an introduction to George, really. So, um, George, do you want to tell us about yourself? Tell us where you are with your GCSEs, what you're doing? I'm 16, and my GCSEs that I'm taking is Maths, English, Combined Science... It's <laughs> travel and tourism and business studies. Right, nice. And like, how are you feeling about them? What's going on? Oh yeah, so actually, when this episode comes out, you'll be sitting, you know, your main set of exams, like your maths and your English, but you have actually already done, is it two of your exams? Yeah, I've done a cooking practical and a travel and tourism exam. Um, was that your only travel and tourism exam or did you have others? Yeah, that's my only one. How did you feel like it went? What are you feeling? And also, is travel and tourism graded with, like, the GCSE number grades now or is it um it's the like other DTEC, way? Like, level one distinction, level two pass, so on and so forth. So, how are you feeling about that? I'm a bit nervous to get my results back, but quite excited. Oh, really? How come? Like, excited to, like, get it over and done with? Or, like, do you feel like it went well and that's why you're excited? Excited to get it over and done with and just get to college. Cute. Um, so how are you sort of feeling going into the exam season? I know that you'll be in it once everyone's listening to this, but you won't be fully into it yet. What, when is it, like, March to June or is it goes into July as well? It's like... June, July, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the summer months. And then you get an extended I summer, get don't you? It's like... Four weeks extra. So ten weeks off. Really? Yeah. I didn't realise you got ten weeks. I thought that was just A-levels. I thought you got, like, eight weeks. Well, A-levels, you're basically gone forever, aren't you? Yeah, that's true. I guess you don't really have a summer when it's A-level. Well, you do. But you also kind of don't. Depends what you do. I didn't realise you got ten weeks. What the hell? So, in terms of, like, going forward, <laughs> how do you think your like, if you could rate your stress right now on a scale of 1 to 10, being, like, 10 being, like, you're about to cry, you're about to have a mental breakdown, 1 being, like, I feel like this is a normal day, bear in mind that you've already sat two exams, how are you feeling now? Four. A four? Okay, that's pretty good. How do you feel like it will go forward? Do you feel like you're going to increase the stress or are you feeling quite, you know, lightheaded, cool-headed? Wait, what's the word when you're feeling like... I was going to say cool as a cucumber, but that's a bit cringe, isn't it? 
Oh, no, you're supposed to tell me what on a, what, as on a scale of 1 to 10. How do you reckon you're going to go? Do you reckon it will increase your stress? Or do you think you're going to, you know, kind of stay at a 4? No, I can't predict the future. Oh, George, this is not helpful. Well, for me, I was a stress head the entire time. I mean, I was a proper stress head. I started revising and I think it was year 9. Um, I know most schools, they start, like, studying their actual GCSE curriculum in year 10, don't they? But the school that me and George went to, or, well, George goes to, starts in year 9. So I actually started revising as soon as we were doing those lessons. I was making, like, flashcards and mind maps after each lesson. And I do think that was great looking back on it. I think I depended a lot on academic validation and it just ramped up the stress immediately and so it was never ending for me but then for some people I don't know George like tell me if I'm wrong but I think some people just sort of stay at one level what do you mean like on stress like I definitely increase rapidly but not everyone will I think some people stay on one level I have to be honest I haven't really done your vision you feel like, you know, you're at this level now, you don't think you're going to increase. So you're saying you won't increase your stress, nor will you increase the amount of revision? Well, I don't know, to be honest, I need to. You need to, but you don't want to? Yeah. Right, well, that just shows, doesn't it? I think, let's go into the difference in the pandemic. So... I, well, I didn't actually sit my GCSE exams. I was the GCSE 2020 year. Um, But like I said, I was feeling the pressure since like two years prior, 2018, I was a mess. And I did a lot of revision. It consumed my life. And so everyone was celebrating March 21st, whenever it was, when we went into lockdown that GCSEs were cancelled and I was crying my heart out. I remember the day that we actually went into lockdown, I had my physics mock and it was supposed to be my last mock before the actual GCSEs and I cried loads because I felt like all my effort had gone away and at that point we didn't know that it was going to be teacher assessed grades. Um, But obviously they were cancelled. So I didn't do Zoom lessons in the first lockdown I was quite fortunate enough that I only did them in the second lockdown and I guess that's quite an advantage because one I did less of them two I had an incredible tan in summer 2020 because I spent all my life outside tanning and yeah I guess all the teachers are sort of like already prepared for the next lockdown so zoom lessons even though I have nothing to compare it to were probably better. You obviously sat lessons in every single lockdown, so how do you feel about that? Like, Do you think they improved in the second one? No, I don't think they improved. I mean, they improved, but I think that teaching the bog-standard basic way was better because just people who play on the Xbox, the PlayStations, whatever they want to play, they'll just probably not bother going to the lessons. Yeah, I get you what you mean. So you're saying, like, there was... Would you reckon there was any point in doing those lessons during lockdown? Or do you think that the stra- distractions were so high that it was just all wasted? I think it was a bit wasted. To be honest, I just fell asleep in them. 
when I did them in lockdown two, I felt very bad for the teachers because you know you didn't have many people putting on their cameras and I only did zoom lessons when I was in a level so I had a class of like maximum 12 was the largest class I was in and so these zoom lessons it's like these zoom lessons you know even though I was 17 and maturity levels were supposedly meant to be higher no one was concentrating, so I can't imagine what it would have been like being a teacher with a class of 30 year sevens all with their screens off, clearly playing like the PlayStation or something. But do you think that during the lockdown, maybe there do you think there should have been anything? If you're saying that the Zoom lessons were probably pointless, do you think that it should have just been like online homework set or like nothing at all because I think in between now I'm obviously on a bit of a gap year but I'm still looking for ways to keep me mentally occupied I'm making sure that I'm reading a lot of books I'm writing up notes and doing research for the podcast to keep my mind active so I would argue that yes even though people may not have been concentrating in those lessons maybe the information was subconsciously slowly going in Mm. like do you think there should have been a different way we approached it this probably sounds a bit stupid but i think school shouldn't have closed you probably should have gone in school anyway yeah but i think that's difficult because Obviously, it was an unknown virus and we didn't know what we were doing. However, coming out of that, and I know obviously people are still getting COVID, but let's say 2023, we're not really thinking about COVID anymore. Do you think we've learned anything as an educational standpoint on how we can do our lessons and how we should be learning now and revising? Do you think that it should be more online or... It needs to go back. Oh, I think it needs to go back, to be honest. Mm. Do you feel like now in 2023, in your lessons, it has completely gone back? Or do you think people are still relying a lot on, you know, online services and, like, media and stuff like that? I feel like it's gone back quite a bit, but, yeah. And in terms of, like, the difference in exams, so for me, I obviously didn't sit my GCSEs, and you are now going to be sitting your GCSEs. But then even when I did my A-levels last summer, there were still COVID restrictions. And for my art for my art A-level, uh, it was turned into 100% coursework six weeks before we were supposed to do the exam. Um, and our A-level uh, is usually 60% coursework and then your exam is worth 40%. So it got switched really last minute. And then we even got given aid. Do you feel like it's gone completely back to what it was pre-pandemic? Or are you still getting aid? Like, I haven't really asked you about the exam criteria. What are you on about aid? So we were actually told, like, what was going to be in our exam or what was not going to be an exam. I don't really understand you. (laughs) But I don't, I'm going to take from that that you don't get any aid. I hated that in A-level because I remember they told us in geography that 
something wasn't in it and then it completely was and they completely changed it turned the exam around and everyone was sort of sat there like we were told not to revise this and I remember walking out of it being like I wish they just told us to revise all of it and it actually made me feel a lot worse about my A-level in like total I thought I had absolutely you know messed it up um however I do not perform well under pressure and so with my GCSEs being cancelled and having teacher assessed grades I was so appreciative for that do you think you would prefer teacher assessed grades or do you think like it's not fair because you can have teacher bias and things I don't think we should have exams what do you think like there should be instead coursework Ah, oh, so you think we should go back to coursework days where, I guess, that's not really teacher assessed though, is it? Because you're avoiding the teacher bias and that would be solely based upon, well, your work ethic and how well you can manage your time, really. Uh, yeah. Right, so this was George's idea to record this episode. And now, I think... We focus a lot of our energy onto exam stress and if you don't perform well under pressure like me, this can be so overwhelming that you may not actually do as well as you hope to. This really reflected in my A-levels when my coursework was getting A-stars and my exam results were not because I was so freaked out before. In fact... Um, before one of my exams, someone crashed into the back of my car. Did I tell you that? No. So, before my first geography exam, I was in Tesco's car park getting a meal deal. And I was sat in my car revising. And I actually recorded it because top tip, um, like, writing down revision notes or mind maps or flashcards is great, but then for recall, you should teach your family or friends about the subject, and teaching it makes it stick in your head for longer. So anyway, so I started recording a video to send to my girls' chat, just me spitting, like, out just geography facts. Spitting. Shut up. He's taking the mick out of me. And this woman just came into the back of me fully reversed into the back of me I was so shocked my tiny car flew forward I felt like I had whiplash and then she drove off and she didn't get out her car like down the road until she looked like she looked back and she obviously realized that I was getting out of my car and she just crashed into someone's car whilst they were in it and then she came out and she was like like oh my god do you want to sort this out now and I was like I have 20 minutes before my exam this is not the time so I'm just is it an excuse? Am I, like, excusing my not great physical exams? Yeah. Hey, but that was scary. I think... You said that you decided to take physics, not my fault. No, it was my geography physics. Oh, your geography. I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we have exams, and maybe that would be more spread out and balanced if we did it on coursework. I think if it was gradual then it would pay off more. But then you have the argument that some people can't manage their time very well and that is crucial for coursework. But then at the same time, it's a life skill, you know? Everyone puts time management down on their CV. 
I think another pressure and sort of boundary with GCSEs is balancing your life, your personal life, with your academic life and your education. Most importantly, because at 16, you don't have as much freedom as you would at 18 in terms of if you see your life as a pie, cutting it into sections, 50% of your life will probably be your education, if not more. And then there's that balancing of having a work, like a a job, maybe a part-time job, visiting your family, visiting your friends, and just having time to yourself as well. Obviously, these things can be distractions, but they're also very important. Um, It's quite good to have a conversation between me and my brother because we came from different standpoints. I completely eradicated every aspect of my life for my GCSEs and I was pretty much 90% education and maybe the 10% was split between family, eating and sleeping. I didn't see my friends, I completely eradicated them from my life during that time and my mental health really took a downfall because of this pressure. Um, And that was where I used my education in a negative way against myself. But then you also had the discussion of balancing your life so that it doesn't overtake you and it can't, it can't go over your education because you know that's going to be a main factor in your life when you're 16 is your GCSEs um, and your personal life may be a bit of a distraction. Do you feel like you know you've found a balance? Do you feel like education is 50% and personal life is 50%? How would you see your life pie? Uh, education 25%, the rest playing games and seeing family. Yeah, and do you feel like for your stress levels, is this a positive or a negative outcome? Positive. But for your education, maybe negative? Yeah. Do you feel like going into the future, obviously, right now you've sat two exams, you feel like they went well, but would you argue that they were probably your easiest exams, like, coming up? No, I couldn't say they're easy, but I'd say they're not as challenging as the others. Yeah, and so do you think that you maybe need to rejig your sort of life pie and sort of think about balance in a sense of maybe upping the percentage of education as you get to these more challenging exams? Or do you feel like it's more important to keep your stress low so that you are achieving um, greater grades in the exam? So you're reducing that exam pressure and therefore accomplishing more because you do you see what I mean if you have less stress surely you're going to do better because you're not so worried about it I mean I feel like mental health is more important than an exam besides the grades are only really useful for college and Hmm, I don't know that one excuse me Alexa I feel like (laughs) the grades are only more useful for college and sixth form if you only if you wanted to go there, to be honest. I completely agree with you. So what you're saying is that correct me if I'm wrong, balance is important so that you're achieving the qualifications that you need, but also overachieving is a huge risk on your mental health. And so 
like the mental health section of your pie should be the most prioritised one during this time, would you say? Yeah, I think that. And do you think that you would separate mental health into a separate, I don't know, slice of pie? Really going with this analogy here. Or do you think your personal life is combined within your within your mental health because of the relations between seeing your family is going to help you, exercising is going to help you, you know, your nutrition is going to help your mental health. So do you feel like as a whole it needs to be balanced equally or do you feel like mental health will take a priority now? No. So like, do you feel as though it's all combined, your personal life you see as one chunk or do you think at times you do need to prioritise maybe one section of your personal life, like your family over your friends? I think they should all be prioritised equally. Yeah. Uh, the only way I would disagree with that is when I did my GCSEs, I was a waitress before that, and I did quit my job then to focus on my studies. Would you say that having a job separate to your education is a negative impact or a positive impact on, I don't know, your exam results or your revision? Well, to be honest, I don't really know much about this because uh, I never had a job. That is true. I guess what I'm sort of thinking is for me, I believe that quitting my job, and I did this for both my exam seasons, was the best thing so that I could focus on my revision. But then I guess in a sense that if it is an area of escapism for you, it could be quite beneficial. And I think that if you're... No one loves their part-time job because it's not their career path, you know. No one's expecting you to fall in love with being a waitress or working at McDonald's. You know, you might, but no one's expecting you to if you do, and that's not a bad thing. However, if you do feel like it's a bit of an escape and you have friends at work and colleagues that you can confide in, maybe it is a good idea to keep that job so that you are pulling yourself away from revising and like working harder because I think maybe I should have kept that job so I did have the dedicated hours into my life where I could not revise and I had to be pulled away from that. I guess it depends on the type of person that you are and knowing yourself and knowing how well you are setting the boundaries between distractions and working hard. As we were talking today, um, George came round, helped me on my deliveries, and we were sort of talking about, like, would you change anything um, going forward? And for me, I don't think I'd change any of my GCSEs. I took very broad topics, and I would always recommend that to everyone because it doesn't, you know, narrow your route down, and it gives you a lot more freedom as you grow older. However... For me, I think start as early as possible and really get down your revision tactics and learning which one suits you best. Uh, For me, I think you should just start whenever you want. What? You're in comfort. Okay, so you're saying that you shouldn't put pressure on yourself to start, but 
you know, do it within your own comfort, do it within your health. Yeah, I guess. I think that's a good idea. And I think the one thing is don't revise something if you don't already understand it. I think maybe not so much as calling it revision, but if you walk away from a lesson now and you may not have understood it, go back and re-go over that lesson or go talk to your teacher or, you know, maybe take an hour after school of focusing on that subject until you get it. And maybe if you don't, go back in the next day and have a chat about it. Um, just some tips and tricks that I have for exams. Make sure you have a full breakfast before each exam. This is so important. And keep hydrated at all times during your rev- revision, during your exams. Make sure that you always have water to hand. And make habits and rituals when revising that you can carry out into your exams. So this can be as simple as having the same brand of pen during your revision to your exam. Um, If you highlighted your revision notes in yellow, take your yellow highlighter into the exam and highlight the key factors and details in the exam. I don't know what subject you're doing. If you can't chew gum in an exam, don't chew gum when you're revising. I cannot stress this enough. I actually read an article a few years ago and it was saying that chewing gum whilst you're revising, if you then chew that same gum in your exam, it can help you remember the revision notes that you're doing. Same with chewing the same flavour, being at the same desk, obviously you can't choose the same desk because it's not going to work in that situation. But say if you were allowed to do your revision in the gym where you were going to do your maths exam, you can actually use that and it will help you um, pick up the information that you revised. And it's sort of like, I studied this in psychology and I can't exactly remember the right phrase or like context to it. But it's all about like bringing back this photographic memory. And so making these habits and these rituals when revising, you can carry them into your exam and it will really help you. That is all we have for today's episode on, I guess, technically the second episode of the Dreaded Questions. Um, Because I guess the first ever episode was the first one, unconsciously. But that was the episode on GCSEs. We may do, we could do a rerun of after you finish your GCSEs, maybe a little recap. Maybe. But, um, yeah, I am so glad, so glad. I'm so grateful that you decided to join me, George. Thank you very much. It's okay. <laughs> Is that all you're going to say? Um, obviously, good luck to you and anyone listening to this who will be sitting their exams or whoever is going to be sitting them their exams in the future. A lot of this information you could carry forward into whatever exams you're sitting. However, I think with the dreaded question series, we will go into A-levels and things like that. I have another episode planned for university. And yeah, if you have any other requests for the dreaded question series or obviously any episode in mind, Give me a text on Instagram, TikTok, whatever you want. Give the podcast a rating and I will see you all soon.
oh, and I will see you when I'm in Australia. So don't judge if the sound quality isn't great. You know, pre-warning. So, yeah. Bye.